Welcome back to the Nested Celtics podcast. George Belecci here with Chelsea Sherrod. The Celtics off to a 3-1 and one start to the season. Their last two games giving us a glimpse of the highs and lows of the start to the season. And also in their loss to the Chicago Bulls on Monday night. That happened, oh, by the way, while the New England Patriots are having a little quarterback controversy in Foxborough. Yeah. Reminded us that there are 82 games to an NBA season. Right. Jason Tatum reminded us of it. It was a great start for the Celtics against the Bulls in Chicago. And then it just tailed off quickly midway through the first quarter. We saw Tatum play well to start, finish with just 26 points after scoring 15 in the first. But overall, rebounding defense issue for the Celtics. It's going to be growing pains. Joe Mazzulla got ejected. Grant Williams got ejected. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot. I, I love a good ejection. Bring on the season. fire, man. Right? That's what we all want to see. Everyone wants to see their coach have their back in situations. Jason Tatum didn't like that he was called for the goaltend, obviously. Let that be known to the referees. Got whistled for the tech. And then the next time down or same quarter, Nikola Vucevic also got called for a foul and pretty much had the same reaction as Jason Tatum. And they were like, why didn't he get the tech? Right? Which is wild to treat Jason Tatum, who's one of the top stars in the game, Right. Who also Worse doesn't than, really say much. Like, he, he complains he a little bit, but like, yeah, but like, he doesn't really say much. Um, so, yeah, Joe Mazzula, go get your first, go get your first ejection. Like, we love to see it. I like a little bit of David fire. Stoudemire leading the team, too. Yeah. It, ma- it makes sense. Steps in. N- next guy with head coaching experience. Yeah. College level for sure. Right. Um, when, when you played in college, and maybe you could speak on, have you ever had a coach get ejected? Like AAU college? Oh, absolutely. Which one? When? My coach was a talker in college for in college? sure. college? How, oh, yeah. how often? Uh, name? What's the name of the coach? Um, J.R. Fredette. Shout out, Fredette. Shout out to J.R. I got to tell Brother him that. Jimmy? We talked about him. Um, no, but we used to always talk about okay, that. I don't okay. know if they're related in some I'm way, but that's that not a common call. last name. Uh, how often did he get ejected? <laughs> oh man. Through my college career, uh, a handful of times throughout the four years. And legitimately, what would that do for you guys when he got ejected? I mean, half the time it was like, dude, like, come on now. <laughs> like this is division three basketball. Like, please <laughs> relax. Like he, he was, he was a little bit of a hothead in some moments, but it's also just like, yeah, like my coach is trying to stick up for me. Like. I didn't like that play or you should have called that on the end on the other end or whatever. But I think it's so important to see that your coach is like advocating for you in some moments where the refs might not want to hear from you. Like there's only but so much you can say as a player to a ref. Right. But like as a coach, it's like they have time on the sidelines. He's standing right next to him most of the time. Like, yeah, advocate. So. Shout out JR, I guess. It's part of the coach. Like, they got to work. Yeah. You'll see them call timeouts just laying to a ref and assistant will take over a huddle. Right. Um, I remember one time, and it's one thing as much as I love, like, in-game interviews with coaches, but at the same time, we saw it a lot throughout this March Madness. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like me, I was playing, I was hyper-focused on St. Peter's because of Sheen Holloway. Yeah. But people were giving him crap because his answers weren't good and they didn't make sense. But I'm like, well, this guy's focused on a huddle in the Final Four with St. Peter's. So he's not going to pay that much attention to the questions getting asked, right? Right. The uh, long story here is one time I was at a Providence game, Ed Cooley working the ref had to be stopped to do those required in-game interviews. Mm. So he just sees like that's part of the responsibilities. Right. But I get it. And for Missoula, I mean, that's a guy that architects the Celtics defense. Defense wasn't playing well. We saw once again what can happen. You can fix no Rob Williams on defense for the time being. We saw a lot of Noah Von Lane deep drop coverage. Mm-hmm. And against a pick and roll, it'll work. Against, you know, spot up shooters like Zach Levine, that won't. Right. Again, a lot more games, 78 games to go in the season, so to see him right. learn. But I just love seeing that from Missoula. And even Grant, ticky tacky fouls. Mm-hmm. He can be a, a lot at, at times because he talks to the refs like he's the third best player on the team when he's like the seventh. And, you know, I like Grant Williams as a player, but it's like, dude, like, you, 
there is like people get preferential treatment. There's a pecking order You're for not sure. That guy. Yeah, there's a pecking order for sure. Um, but like for him getting ejected, it was also, I mean, it was weird, and I kind of like seeing that fire from him too. And whatever, four games into the season, yeah. Celtics deal with some BS adversity stuff's not going their way. The bad loss on their part all around, uh, out physical by the Bulls and the Bulls winning 50-50 balls, rebounding, mm-hmm. what what have you. Even putting together runs. I mean, they tied it up with a twenty eight to nine run. Um, took a sixty five fifty four lead at half. So we saw a lot go wrong. And after Tatum was kinda like, Hey, there's a lot of games that's gonna happen. And this is the game after when they have a good win against a magic talented yeah. young team. Tatum goes up, for forty. Picks up Paolo Boncaro. And even after that game, what I liked from Missoula, um, he said a quote. He goes, just because we had two good games, so the winning the second of a back-to-back, Tatum doing that, just because we had two good games, we can't create this expectation that things are always going to go our way. What do you know? Joe Mazzulla knows a thing or two about basketball. <laughs> Shocker. The guy that Brad Stevens trusts to run this team yeah. in the interim. So it's early tests and wins or losses aside, you see what went wrong, you see what went right for this team, and you're just seeing how roles are growing and leadership is stepping up for the Celtics, for better or for worse in certain aspects. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joe Mazzulla said that, you know, he wants to do a better job at, you know, keeping his composure in those situations. And obviously he's going to say that as a head coach. No one wants to see their head coach get ejected, but I do think that, you know, that was like a nice little, you know, moment of, yeah, like I'm in this, I want to be here for my team. I'm going to stick up for them. Like everyone wants to see that fire. And I think that that was important, especially the way that they were playing. I mean, they went 37% from the field for the game. I mean, that's tough, especially when, you know, the bulls went 48%, um, 37% from three. That That's not terrible. Jason Tatum four for eight. Uh, Marcus smart though, three for five from three, 11.6 assists. Two steals, two blocks. I think that that's a, that's a pretty solid game, I think, for Marcus Smart. I mean, he hit two career milestones in the game. He surpassed Ray Allen to go into fourth place for Celtics' all-time three-point list. That's so funny. I'm not gonna Marcus it's Martin, weird to hear it's Marcus like weird Smart to hear on any three-point list. Yeah, because that's not his game, but also yeah. the amount of times that Boston fans hate poorly timed Marcus Smart chucking up threes. It's like, <laughs> hey, this is the guys who the fourth, more, fourth most threes in franchise right. history. It's been around forever. Right. And then he goes on to hit the halftime buzzer beater, and that's his <laughs> 800th career three-pointer. <laughs> and so he joins Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, and Jason Tatum to reach the 800 three-pointer mark for the Celtics. And I think it's also just like Ray Allen, uh, like everyone knows Ray Allen as like this Celtics legend, obviously a part of like the big three in the championship. So it's like when you see like Marcus Smart surpass him, it's like, wait, what? Hey, Celtics Ray Allen wasn't here for that long. Yeah. First guard to win it since Gary Payton. And <laughs> right, you know, right. Like, I mean, put some respect on Marcus Smart's name, please. Um, no, that was good. No. But I think that that was a solid game from him. Um, you talked about a lot of their issues defensively. I think that that's something that we're going to see, especially early on in the season. As they all kind of one get acquired to you know the new personnel that they have, losing Rob Williams for more time than we anticipated. Uh, but you know, I think that this loss to the Bulls was almost like an okay, like we're not going to get all of them. Yeah, where are they going to go? Eighty-two and zero, no, right? Eighty-one right. and one is still in play, right? That's true. <laughs> Pretty cool. And but what jumped out at me is rebounding, uh, Vucevic and Andre Drummond, your boy, Connecticut, stand Connecticut, up. yep, get props. UConn, yep, played with my brother in AAU. Good guy. Nice guy. Really, really nice guy, yeah. Love that. Uh, they combined for 35 <laughs> rebounds. The Celtics bigs, quote-unquote, you yeah. know, Blake Griffin, Grant Williams, uh, Noah Von Lake combined for 17 rebounds. Just, like, those wow. two alone. And yeah. now I'll rebound to the starting five, whichever way you want to bring yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's where I don't know how you solve that when you're going to go against these bigger teams, and especially when offensive 
rebounds are going to be decisive in games. Mm-hmm. Again, when Rob comes back, a lot will be solved. When that'll happen, December, January, we don't know. Right. But there's, and right. like you said, there's Joe Missoula adapting to his defensive personnel. Mm-hmm. Noah Vonley, you're going to have him sit in the pocket. You're going to have him deep in the paint and just, hey, challenge him on threes and, you know, pick and roll could work. But there, there's, there's a lot they're going to learn. Yeah. Um. I, I just, I love the, the two game stretch that they've had. The magic win by six points. This Bulls loss where they blow the lead. Yeah. And yeah. going back, you know, Tatum finished with 40, but more importantly, like picked up Balo, Paolo Bancaro late in the second quarter. Like I said, I, I got him. Like didn't ask permission. Mm-hmm. Picks him up with the pressure right away, dictates it. And again, there's just ownership there. And for him to buy in defensively right away, because that took him halfway through the year last year. Right. Off the jump to be back into that mindset. Tatum's the Celtics are best when Tatum is best and he's at his best when he's bought in defensively a thousand percent I mean we saw what happened in the first week of the season I mean he wins Eastern Conference player of the week he averaged like 37 I think points per game shooting 58 percent from the field uh, about eight and a half rebounds I mean they went three and oh so obviously just like you say all the time George when Jason Tatum goes the Celtics go with him I think that's your saying um, but I think that it's important for them all to buy in defensively And I think that they created one thing that stuck out last season, especially down the stretch heading into the playoffs and even, you know, during the postseason was that they all buy in as a team defensively. And obviously that started with Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, just having that just like that, like you say, that dog in them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to establish now, especially when, you know, you add guys like. Malcolm Brogdon, you know, you have Blake Griffin, who only played five minutes in that game, in the Bulls game. Um, but you have guys like that who, you know, defense is obviously a huge part of their game. I think that, that that's huge. So if Jason Tatum can step up defensively, we already know what his game looks like offensively, um, especially, you know, what he's shooting at right now. He went eight for 18 against the Bulls. Four for eight from three, though, so 50% from long range. I mean, that's huge. He's a 90% free throw shooter throughout the first four games of the season. That's big. So if he can pick up a little bit of the slack defensively, that's that's big for them. So And it's also this their first loss after opening the season with wins against the Sixers and yeah. the Heat. Yeah. Two Eastern Conference Finals previews there. Yeah. And you said you see that fight from this team off the bat, like – when Joel Embiid and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown kind of had their moment over a weird scuffle, you know, mm-hmm. both sides, it was at fault there for Joel and Marcus. Yeah. But as, as Jalen Brown said, we, we're not going to take no stuff this year, no mess, whatever yeah. the heck he said. But yeah. it's like, we not, you know, this year, this year, not, we're not going to take any from anybody this year. Like they're yeah. all in, they're focused on this. You, yep. you could say it and the action can speak louder than words, but like you see the after effects of coming up short in the finals, just simply being outplayed, being out-executed, and the Warriors having more depth and more heart than them, eating away at them all offseason and paying off in them now. Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So they have the Cavs up next. That's going to be a good game. Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. A bunch of young talent. This is going to be a defensive test. Yeah. Because of the bigs, because of Mobley. Yeah. At the same time, what does that backcourt do for you with Garland? And Donovan Mitchell, obviously Mitchell score first, but it's the same thing. It's going to put you in a lot of binds defensively. Who's going to be the main big? We're going to see minutes wise what's going to happen. And like same thing with Al Horford, Noah Vonleh, Blake Griffin. How does that rotation go? Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, you obviously need it's tough because Rob Williams is the rim protector for the Celtics. And that's whether that be, you know, blocks and rebounds, of course. 
So losing him and not having him to start the season, obviously there's going to be a little bit of drop off, but it is going to be super important for, you know, Al Horford to be, you know, the consistent player that he is, but for Blake Griffin to kind of pick up a little bit of the slack in there. Um, Noah Vonley, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, so I'm hoping that the three of them can come together and try to tackle as much rebounding as they can when they've got, when they're in the game. Like we're not expecting any of them to play 30 minutes a game, but when they are subbing in and out for each other, I think that rebounding is going to be huge for them, obviously defensively, but offensively as well, giving the Celtics, you know, second chance opportunities would be big, but I'm really excited for this Cavs game. The Celtics are going to be hosting them um, on, is that Friday? Yeah, it'll be a Friday, Friday night. Yeah. That's going to um, be a good one. And Dar- Darius Garland could be back. Um, he's dealing with an eye injury. J.B. Bickerstaff, the Cavs head coach. What, what's today? Tuesday? Yep. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. I had to think about it. He said that he isn't <laughs> expected to play against the Magic on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but he's on the court, so that's big. Because Garland's only played in one game so far this year. But like in his absence, Donovan Mitchell's been averaging 33 points per game. Has yeah. scored less than 30, obviously. Less than 30 in a game. You get yeah. a big balloon game there. Yeah. So it's, it's just going to be another type of monster. And again, it's just the East is stacked. The East is stacked. And you're going to keep getting these games at you. I like these early season tests. Mm-hmm. That's going to be big for the Celtics. Also a Friday night at home at the Garden for them. It's important. Yeah. No, no, that's huge. One thing, too. Um, how, how did you feel about Jalen Brown in, that, in this Bulls game? I mean, he put up 21 points, but he went 8 for 23 from the field two for seven from three he had six rebounds two assists uh two blocks but I think that you know the eight for 23 is is that's a spot where I'm like okay that's obviously not as efficient as we've even really seen from him especially through the first few games of the season and I think that last year one of the biggest things with Jalen Brown and you know him not having as much impact as he could have with this team was his inconsistencies in his play like one game, you know, like he'll step up and, you know, this is the Jalen Brown that we all know and love and what he can be. He can be the number two guy for this team. And then there's games like where he goes eight for 23 from the field. I mean, that, that's tough. So how do you feel about, you know, him? is that just like he did? Was that just a game that he had to just like, you know, I got that out of my system, whatever. I'm back when the, we host the Cavs on Friday. And that followed up him going four for 16 against the Magic. Now yeah. the Celtics win that game. Um, I'm staying on that the Celtics get to the finals and I'm staying on Jalen Brown is an all pro and all NBA player. And I think those things can't be mutually exclusive. Jalen Brown has to be a, like a Jimmy Butler basically. Yeah. Um, just with, you know, same initials, different name for the Celtics with this. <laughs> Keep shooting. Oh, you're so clever. I try to be, uh, the 23, uh, shots. I, t- I mean, to me, it's, it's early in the season. I'll go to, that's a guy I, I like to keep shooting, shoot through it kind of deal. Um, and I'd rather, if you're going to go down and the only lose by 18, it's just quality shots when it comes late to a game and the ball movement still. Like, the shots were there for him. I don't hate the 23 shots because it's also you could go, like, season opener, 24 yeah, shots, yeah. over 58%. Um, it's, it's, I'm just, I, I, I get it. People want to have that reaction of Jalen can't shoot 23 shots. I'm just always going to be patient this early in the year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Catch your licks now. Get your losses now. Um, even if he was completely terrible from the floor and this was a one-possession game and he took the game-winning potential game-winning shot and missed terribly, I'm fine with that because he's failing and yeah. he's trying something. So 
that's why for me, I'll be patient. Uh, check back in with me in a couple months. <laughs> sure. And if this keeps up, then I'll be concerned. <laughs> but that, that's where I stand with yeah. it. You know, it's it's not cool these days to be patient, right? No, it's not. I mean, we, we live in a microwave society. We want yeah. everything now. Yeah. TikToks last like five seconds, you yeah. know. But yeah. like, no, I'm not mad at the 23 shots either. I think that he does need to let it fly. Um, But you just got to hit more of them. That's it. Like, I mean, yeah, eventually. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah like you're just, really good. It's like, you know, 12 for 23. Fifty percent, you yeah. know, like we're not as mad about that. But the eight for twenty three, you know, just gotta hit a few more of those. But I think that Jalen Brown can definitely have a quote unquote breakout season if we want to call it that. But I think that, you know, his production is huge for the Celtics. It's October twenty fifth as we're recording this. You want to put me on a what, like December fifteenth yeah. deadline? Yep, let's see. Right before the home stretch. Is that right before the home stretch? Sure. Um, yep. So the home stretch starts the 16th of December. Oh, so that's perfect. perfect. Yep. Look at that. That's perfect. All right. We'll check back in on the 16th. Calendar. We'll see how Jalen Brown's doing. Doctor. Yeah. No, Master Sherrod, not Dr. <laughs> Master Sherrod giving me homework. Yeah, that'll be magic back uh, Friday, Sunday, Pacers, Minnesota, Milwaukee yeah. on the 20th. Oh, thanks. Christmas yeah, that's. Day. Yeah. Um, real yeah. quick. Speaking of microwave society, my first ever apartment in Joplin, Missouri. <laughs> uh, quick story. I remember. I w- I'm a big toaster oven guy. I like having, like, you know, toast, whatever. Okay, sure. uh, make some Lebanese uh, lambagine uh, and okay. some nice meat pie. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I go to Walmart, <laughs> get a toaster oven. Okay. Put it on my counter, my apartment in Joplin, Missouri. Plug it in. Then I look around and go, I don't have a microwave. And I was also like, because it wasn't in it. It wasn't oh hanging. Oh, my God. And also, I'm like, I don't have enough room. So my first uh, seven months of my first apartment, never had a microwave. I put stuff in a plate. Wow. Heat it up that way. Burn my hands and eat it out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Never take microwaves you know, for granted. No. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad about that though. Cause like even when I visited my brother when he played in Italy, like they didn't have microwaves. Oh, they don't? No. See, I'm European. Like that's you. You're European. You're too good for us. <laughs> no, You're too no, good no, for no. us. Uh, wow, seven months without a microwave. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was tough. Like, no late night snacks for you. <laughs> oh no, I still found cold. a way. I always found a way. No microwave and like three forks and two knives to work with. <laughs> And a lot of look how far you've come. Side. Yeah, I have like five forks. Yeah, <laughs> in a microwave. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. More microwave talk and Celtics <laughs> talk next week for George Bledsoe and Chelsea Schrott. Have a great day.